93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. This city is my city, and I love it, yeah, I love it. Get ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And welcome to this week's edition of the CEO Roundtable. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. Glad that you have joined us. Uh, very happy to welcome to the uh, Eagle Studios the president of Columbia's largest bank, Central Bank, Ed Scavone. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Fred. Glad uh, to be here. Great to have you. Uh, it's always a very enjoyable visit, and, and you have great perspective on what's happening in our local community. Uh, uh, there's been a lot of interesting stuff to follow in the last uh, year or so regarding uh, financial considerations here in this market. Uh, and so I, I kind of want to get your perspective on that and talk about some of the things that you've been noticing as mm-hmm. the president of, of Columbia's largest bank. Tell us a little bit about the bank itself. Uh, it, it's a... Uh, it it has the the greatest market share in this market. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the facts and figures. Thanks, Fred. Uh, again, I'm glad to be here. It's been a little over a year. Yeah, I, believe, yeah, I think so. We had you on last May, actually. Last May, yeah, yeah. We were, as we were trying to uh, set a schedule, I said, let's wait till the first year because yeah. interest rates are changing yep. and, and we'd maybe know more. So I think we'll have plenty to talk about today. So Central Bank of Boone County is part of the Central Bank family. So mm-hmm. about a year ago... Um, we uh, consolidated the bank under one charter, so instead of having 13 separate legally entities of banks, now yeah. we're just one. So the we're the Columbia market. Um, we're, we're the second largest in our company, um, so we're about a $3 billion asset bank. Wow. Give or take a little bit. The whole company's about twenty-one mm-hmm. uh, billion dollars. Where is uh, the largest market for for Central the, Bank? The largest market is Kansas City Central Bank of the Midwest. Uh, oh. That was through um, growth and acquisition there, and so they bought Bank Liberty about a year ago, and that added their asset size. So they're, they're the largest, and then us and our Central Bank of St. Louis about the same size. Okay, and everybody in the in the the holding company is now called Central Bank of of correct. Okay, very good. <laughs> correct. All right, except for. Jefferson Bank and yeah yeah okay interesting Um, so tell us more about the bank how many employees uh, do we have here in Boone County so we employ at our bank we have about 300 people that work for the bank and Mm -hmm. then we have now in this new entity we have about 60 others in the call center and operations people who maybe work in other locations but live in Columbia so we're we're still a small employer in the town but um, we're we're adding staff yeah absolutely Um, you're a hometown kid for the most part, right? Correct. Yeah. Tell, tell us about your background. So I moved here in the late 70s when I was a kid. Uh, went to Oakland Junior High mm-hmm. back then, when uh, very small. And then uh, Hickman graduate. My father worked for the city of Columbia. That's what brought us here. Mm-hmm. Um, and spent most of my life here, except for eight years when I was in the U.S. Navy. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, deployed for that, but then been back since 95, raised our been married, raised our family here, our yeah. kids, everything. Yeah. yeah, good for you, man. Uh, it's nice to have a uh, hometown guy as the president of our largest bank. That makes a big difference. Um, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, um, uh, just on a local um, local basis, sort of what some of the things that maybe you're uh, seeing out in the community uh, 
in terms of just our economic condition, the the the, the overall business climate in Columbia and Boone County, what, what's your current read on that right now? So, um, Fred, I know you've had two bankers here over the last three weeks, mm-hmm. and so Jeff McClellan was yeah, here. Yeah, And I listened to that, and, um, you know, no one has a better take on this economy than Jeff, and he's been doing it for a long time. The perspective um, maybe I can bring is we're, we're in the market, we're operating with clients um, currently and seeing what they're going through. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly... Interest rates are a big part of uh, the equation and how it's affected the economy. Our uh, individuals are purchasing power. Um, so in the short term, we're really seeing it at the consumer level. So you want to buy a vehicle, you know, that interest rate on that car is higher. Yep. And particularly on, on, on housing, um, the cost of homes has increased. And I know Jeff went into some detail and I brought some other uh, figures we can talk about, but the interest rate on those loans has basically doubled mm-hmm. since I was here a year ago. And if you think about the purchasing power uh, of an individual, assuming their wages haven't gone up, and we've yeah. seen some, but not at the same level, um, it's really um, depressed people's ability to, to buy homes and goods. Um, and they're spending more money in general on just, you know, eggs and coffee yeah. and gasoline and so there's less uh discretional spending mm-hmm. people say uh that uh, maybe don't understand the situation well uh when interest rates go up banks make more money the the truth of the matter is uh your cost of money goes up mm-hmm. considerably uh and what happens is that when the cost of money goes up for uh banks and for consumers but especially consumers they just start buying less you know they Correct. don't buy they don't spend the kind of money that they did and so instead of you know closing on a uh say an average of 150 homes a month uh, all of a sudden we're closing on 60 homes a month and so it just right. it really uh impacts the way that you you do business and and uh you feel it probably more than any other type of business correct and and people i know when jeff was here he's talking about the inventories doubled and this net well it's the design of raising rates is to make that happen. Yep. People aren't buying houses. They're not buying refrigerators. They're not, you know, doing these other things that are driving the overall inflation and and demand. Um, we have seen home prices increase, mm-hmm. um, as as Jeff had, had talked about. But what I like to do is a little bit different view of that. So I like. I like using Zillow and, yeah. and because you can look at Zillow for our market, but you can look at surrounding markets. And yeah. I, I really focus on what's the cost per square foot. Yeah. And so in Columbia, it's historically been that 125 range. Yeah. But go on Zillow in Columbia, Missouri, and look at what the cost per square footage for a new home is now. It's two and a quarter, two, wow. 225, 250. You can buy... Um, a pre-owned home, you know, and be more in that hundred and fifty dollar square foot range. Uh, so that's where the inflation's coming from, and not so you have the interest rates higher, and it costs more to build it. Now go and look at on Zillow at say Kansas City or Prairie Village, their homes are routinely two hundred fifty dollars a square foot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Columbia is higher than it's been, but still a bargain relative to surrounding yeah, communities. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and. I guess that one of the things that's interesting is that nationwide we've seen home prices or home values start to slide back down to closer uh-huh. to where they were. That hasn't been the case for Boone County. Home values have stayed about the same. Is that correct? You've seen it. At certain tiers, you're starting to see that. So I would say in, in, it used to be an executive level home, yeah. but you know, that $500,000 home is now 750 Yeah. And those individuals who would be buying that range 
probably still have the purchasing power, but re- what you're really seeing is the competition in that 300 and under, which is your starting home. I say 300 and under, there's really, you can't really buy anything less than 180, really. Yeah, there's really yeah. nothing out there. Um, so that range, you're not really seeing it come down. The higher priced homes in that 600 and above, you are seeing some back off of yeah. price there. Yeah. So given everything you've just said over the last three minutes, how has that changed the way you do business uh, in Boone County? Mm-hmm. Well, it's slowed. And mm-hmm. so anybody in the mortgage business right now is feeling it. Yeah. So um, our our volume, so we're not seeing as much. We do a lot of construction lending in Columbia. So that's slowed down. So mm-hmm. we still have a housing shortage. There's just not yeah. enough inventory, but there's just not many buyers now. So our construction lending slowed down. We're, we're being more careful about the homes that we originate. Because if you build a home, Fred, today, it's going to take 12 months to be done yeah. if you're lucky, maybe longer. And what's that mortgage rate going to look like? So yeah. we qualify on today's rate a year or from now. Maybe the rates, you know, two points higher, and you can't afford it. Yeah. So we're tr- we're trying to deal with that. And then our commercial borrowers really are are a little skittish. There's enough of them around who were here in 08, 09, Yeah. And they know what a slowdown in the economy feels like. And so. Um, some builders aren't building as many right now. Yeah. Plenty of customs, you know, pre-sold homes, but it's just the it's just very slow right now. Well, I think we talked about the last time you were on the air with us, but you know, uh, there's strong evidence that a lot of our housing market really hasn't recuperated or completely recovered from mm-hmm. 2008, 2009. Right. And so now we have this another hiccup, you know, that has to do with supply chain and, and uh, supply costs and, and other issues. And, and then, uh, I mean, who would have dreamed, really, uh, that the Federal Reserve would would raise interest rates seven times in in uh, uh, the course of one year, but it happened. It you was know? it was more than what we even budgeted. Yeah, for the we we anticipated some rate increases because when we when rates increase, we in- figure out how much the loan prices might go up, but then what our deposit costs are, and those yeah. are pretty much in lockstep. We had anticipated those going up, and as I was uh, speaking earlier of how we pre-qualify people for homes, yep. we would typically say, okay, let's assume the rate goes up 150 basis points, a point and a half. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, we didn't figure them going up 3 or 4%. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so um, so we have some situations where you have borrowers who have a home getting into a mortgage cost them more than they anticipated yeah that's that's uh that's tough Let, let's talk about interest rates for oh. a second so when you go back and you look at what people were paying say 12 months ago right now right uh versus what they're paying today so uh and again uh not holding you to any of this because uh, rates could change this afternoon mm-hmm. for, you know mm-hmm. for all we know but but what is the average home buyer paying what percentage rate are they paying right now if they come in this week and uh, lock in a rate for uh, a home, a 30-year mortgage? So last time I was here a year ago, it was pretty routine that you could go out and get a 30-year mortgage and let's call it 3%. I think you told Jeff yours was like two and a yeah, quarter. Yeah, two and a quarter. Two and a quarter, right. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, so, a, I'm, a, I'm a real estate genius. <laughs> <laughs> but you're probably looking uh, high sixes, maybe 7% now. Yeah. For, for And that's for a 30-year fixed rate loan. Most borrowers want that because it takes out any variability relative to, say, if you go and get an adjustable rate mortgage mm-hmm. where the rate's only fixed for a shorter period, five years, and then it can adjust at the market conditions. What we're seeing for it is a lot of borrowers who are buying homes now are going to go towards the lower rate. And so banks, community banks like us who have uh, funds to lend 
locally mm-hmm. um, can offer a three or, or, or excuse me a five or seven year adjustable rate mortgage, which would be lower than the the secondary market yep. fixed rate. So we have a lot of our volume in last year, close to, I don't know, $50 million worth of mortgages going to a five-in-one arm or seven-in-one arm. And then do you keep those loans internally or do they go to the secondary market? No, they'll, they'll, we'll keep them internally. Wow. And so, because we have that's the funding. Nice luxury. To avail, it, yeah. That's the benefit of the community, the making model. Yeah. The, but w- what the borrowers are taking a little bit more risk in that perspective because if, if rates were to stay high for five years, mm-hmm. Then they're going to roll up to whatever it is. Yeah. Now, what the hope is, and what history has shown, is within the five or seven year period, there's going to be dipping rates, and then all those mortgages will go to some fixed rate yeah. um, per mortgage. Can you, as a as a bank president, can you um, um, can you be critical of what the Fed has done in the last year? I mean, is there is is there something that maybe uh, if you had that coveted position uh, or maybe not so envious position, uh, what would you have done differently in that response in in terms of uh, trying to slow inflation? Well, I think the root cause of it is as many would maybe uh, agree with it came back from COVID mm-hmm. and the response to COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of money was injected into the system, the economy. Um, and that money's out there running around, and that's what's really driven up um, inflation. Uh, in in a lot of people's views, is a, a lot of people had uh, cash in their hands, and they were spending it, mm-hmm. which was the intent. It's they probably should have shut it down earlier. It was yep. a good response at the time. Um, at the beginning of COVID, Fred, um, you know, there's some that think there's a recession coming. We'll probably talk about that. A lot of banks really. Um, shut down their lending, got conservative when COVID because yeah. everyone thought the world was coming to an end. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that did not happen. Yeah. Okay. And so um, everything just went gangbusters. A lot of loan growth, a lot of, I mean, a lot of people made a lot of money during that period. Mm-hmm. Um, it never really happened with, with the COVID. And now that's, there's just too much money chasing too few goods. Yeah. Um, and that's, we just need to pull some money out of the yeah. system creates a, a huge problem um when you look at uh, some of the uh, the other things that might uh push us into a recession are, are there other factors that you know it seems like people are, are pretty much split 50 50 on whether or not we're going to have a recession mm-hmm. um what's what are your experts telling you uh, as you talk about the future at uh, central bank there's been a bit of a delayed um <clears throat> the the business community really hasn't felt the interest rate raises yet mm-hmm. the individuals consumers have yeah because you know you don't buy a car you buy a house the groceries but a lot of the way large businesses are financed are on longer term debt five-year money mm-hmm. seven-year money and so they're still operating under these prior sorts of interest rate scenarios. Now, if you're going to start a new project at today's rates, that's why we're not seeing a lot of new apartment buildings going up or new because of costs. And so it really hasn't trickled down to the economy. The question is, when will that happen? Mm-hmm. And will we overshoot? So, you know, the Fed really needs to start backing off rates before we get to that point. Yeah. So um, when do they meet again? I think they meet in a, uh, February, possibly. I don't, yeah. I don't know that off the top of my head. All right. That's Ed Scavone. He is the president uh, of uh, Central Bank uh, of Boone County. Uh, we'll continue our conversation about the local economy and other things that uh, Ed pays attention to. When we come back, you're listening to the CEO Roundtable on 93.9 The Eagle.
This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable show. Thank you for tuning in this weekend. Fred Perry, your host. We are visiting with Ed Scavone, who is the president of Central Bank of Boone County, uh, our largest bank uh, with uh, nearly $3 billion, right? Uh, yes, local. Mm-hmm. Yeah, local. which is uh, mm-hmm. great. You know, it's kind of hard. You got to compare uh, apples with apples when you're looking at uh, some of these numbers. But, uh, you know, the holding company itself is $20 billion, mm-hmm. and, um And so Central Bank of Boone County comes in at $3 billion, right. uh, which is considerably uh, i mean that's more than double any other bank is that correct that is correct yeah so that's a, a pretty impressive uh market share to have here in uh, in this county um i want to talk a little bit about um some of the other things that have been we talked about inflation and and how that's affecting local business but um when when you use uh in some of our communication, you talk about the speed of business what, what does that mean explain to me sort of what you're what you're talking about Again, I keep referring back to Jeff's interview. Yeah. When, when, when Jeff was in banking and he talked about his bank being a billion dollars and, and, I, and it made me think about what's changed from when Jeff was here. Yeah. And business was slower. People were writing checks. There were a smaller group of individuals in the community who were controlling the real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted to move funds around, you you had to call around and you know, fill out paperwork and, you know, write a check and move it. And so people in any facet of their life just want it done faster and quicker. Mm-hmm. And banking is the same way. And and we're spending all our time trying to upgrade our technology. You want the, you know, mobile app, you got to have that. How do I have access to my information? How do we, you know, if someone wants a loan, they're not going to come in and fill out paperwork. How do yeah. you make it online? How do you tell them how it's going? So I was just com- thinking about some of the comments Jeff was talking about. And <laughs> when we were talking about um, deposit rates going up, it used to be back in the day when you're watching your bank's balance sheet and, and interest rates were moving up. And, you know, we want to uh, pay a fair uh, interest rate to our customers. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be someone out there who's always going to be paying a little bit more. Yep. So in the old days, you'd run up and the paper says we've got the CD for whatever, and a few people would move, write a check and send it over. We could watch that. I mean, you'd, yeah. you'd see the money move. You'd watch the checks. Now every every consumer business owner has a Fidelity account. They've got this that they can move money out of the bank in a minute's notice. We don't even know about it. Yeah, and that wasn't really the case even 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about the speed of business is we don't really get the opportunity to be slow in being competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm using interest rates, but yeah. it would, it's really all business lines, but interest rates, the most poignant now. So you could have the bank of Alabama have an interest rate and we could have a bunch of Boone County money move there because they saw it on the internet yeah. and you can do it online in five minutes and move the money. And so, <clears throat> Um, we have to be really mindful of that. And so those relationships and, and being sure we have, we understand what the market is and what our customers expect. Um, so we can be predictability in our, in our balance sheet. Yeah. I mean, it was one thing, uh, to watch business go across the street. Mm-hmm. That was frustrating, but it's got to be even more frustrating as a banker to all of a sudden you have this, uh, uh, 
you know, because you get these pop-up ads all the time sure. of somebody offering some crazy interest rate. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that it's easy to move your money there. But when it comes time to move your money back away from that Internet bank it, uh, it's gonna, or the Internet CD, it's going to be a little bit more difficult, I would guess. But, right. but I mean, it's... Um, yeah, doesn't that really sort of increase? Is there some correlation when you talk about the speed of business, and then you you think about all the cybersecurity issues mm-hmm. that you're dealing with today versus what you were dealing with ten years ago? Um, is there a correlation between um, increasing the speed of business and and the probability that there could be some type of uh, fraudulent activity? Absolutely. We I was in a, a meeting today, and, and we we look at our fraud losses where mm-hmm. money moves. But we also look at our fraud saves where there was a, um, for instance, you know, a paper check that was totally duplicated, it was false, mm-hmm. but someone walked in, tried to negotiate that. We had close to $650,000 of fraud items that we saved. Saved. Yeah. That, could have, that would have been cost to us. Now, the, the consumer never pays for that because, uh, you know, we have to, we cover, cover that, but, mm-hmm. um, all the electronic wiring of money, um, the ability to fake people's identities. Yeah. Um, I was talking to someone at the university here recently, this new concept of deep, deep fake, where someone like you, who is a public person, mm. there's a lot of uh, your voice out in public in space where someone could make a copy of it oh, yeah. and pretend to be Fred. Yeah. If someone wanted to, Fred. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. You know, Be careful where you go. Yeah. But they could call the bank and say, hey, this is Fred. Uh, Perry, I want to wire this money. Would you do it? Yeah. And they could call me or someone yeah. who knows you. And, and it would sound just like me. It would sound just like you. Yeah. Maybe not as funny, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. sound like you. Well, you, I, there would be a dead giveaway probably, but we can't say that on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> I think that um, that really is something that has occupies a lot of mind space for bankers these days that, you know, you're just, you're always trying to either outsmart or stay ahead of the latest uh, fraudulent activity. And, and it, it's prevalent. I think that people, uh, you know, we hear a lot of commercials about how we need to protect our identities and so forth. But, right. but um, I, unless it happens to you, you just sort of say, oh, that could never happen to me. But it happens to some very smart people. Well, we, what's the balance sometimes, Fred, is, um, we can put controls around it, mm-hmm. but then the customer yep. perceive that as a inconvenience to access. So, for instance, if you were going to make a ATM withdrawal, we we limit that amount per day. Yep. Well, the the reason for that is is if your account was compromised, you wouldn't lose everything. You might lose. I say you. We would because we have to cover it. Yeah, we would lose whatever the number is, ten thousand yeah. dollars or whatever. But we wouldn't lose a hundred thousand. Yeah. But if a customer needs to borrow, you know, withdraw twenty five thousand dollars of their money, they don't like that. Yeah. So it's a delicate balance. But we try to uh, um, do the best we can to cover both sides of that. Do you see a day coming where perhaps the consumer may have to take more responsibility, and where the bank says, you know what, uh, we we did everything we could on our end. Uh, this is now your responsibility. Do you see that coming down the road? That's all part of regulation. You know, okay. so the government has yeah. a lot. Typically, Fred, businesses bear more of a burden for for those sorts of things than consumers do. There's a lot of consumer protections uh, because you know the general public, you know, can't be expected to understand it as well as we should. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Tell me a little bit about just the last few months. Um, you know, there's a lot of mixed signals. Um, uh, it, it's hard. 
to what people pretend, tend to predict and what actually happens are too often two very mm-hmm. different things. But but have you seen a, a shift in behavior by either consumer customers or commercial customers? What do you do? You see people pulling back? Do you see them tightening up? What what kind of behaviors are you seeing right now? I think um, we're seeing people be careful where they can be. And so we were talking about housing earlier. Well, you're either paying rent or you're paying a mortgage. Mm-hmm. And rent is going up. Yep. And, you know, or you got your mortgage. So you have that. Um, I think that, that part of the population that has the ability to not take a trip or or buy a trade-up car or whatever are, are doing that. But it's those who don't have that ability. Mm-hmm. So the ones who are struggling just maybe to make their rent payment put gas in the car um you know that that population is still feeling it about the same way um businesses are um slowing down they're not buying as much equipment um they're they're trying to stockpile a little bit more cash for what might happen if a recession were to come Mm -hmm. um things like that labor costs you know maybe trying to work with less or fewer per persons um so i would say generally people are again people still remember 0809 mm-hmm. and so i think there's still enough of that in the in the population that people are a little bit nervous what level of scrutiny if, if somebody is coming in for a commercial loan um tomorrow uh, mm-hmm. what type of of scrutiny how does the the level of scrutiny compare to someone taking sort of a bold business move today versus taking a bold business move maybe two years ago uh is there is there more scrutiny what 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 are your what are your bankers looking at well we we really haven't um ad- because of our uh, deposit position we really haven't adjusted our lending mm-hmm. because of lack of uh, ability to loan yeah um so our underwriting really hasn't changed a lot there but we do look at industries and so mm-hmm. some some industries are going to be more affected by a possible recession than others would be mm-hmm. uh so i would say there's not any particular um slow down in how we're underwriting that or, or we're raising the bar but if if someone's in the type of like if someone was starting a spec home building business right now we'd probably be like mm, you know there's yeah. not too many homes or if someone was uh, going to get into to be a realtor well maybe the homes aren't selling is yeah so anything that's we know that's happening in the economy we would look at that industry and see how it affects it we we've also uh within i think since i was here last um we know we have a dedicated SBA lender. Oh, yeah. And so uh, that person's done a great job for us. And so now we have that resource where if the it allows us to, to say yes a lot to a lot more customers yeah. than before. We're, of course, we have that safety net. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, when you look at SBA lending, and, and I have uh, taken an SBA loan in the past, mm-hmm. and, and it's one of those things where as you talk to bankers, they're like going, yeah. I mean, in the old days, I mean, 30 years ago, there was really only one or two banks that would even mess with an SBA loan in right. this market. And, um, and, and most of that business went to that bank, you know, one bank. And, and, yep. uh, but, uh, so is, is it getting easier to deal with the federal government and the, and the small business administration on these loans? It's gotten easier for us because we have a person who knows it knows it it's like doing taxes if you do it every day it's easy but when you only do yours once a year it's not worth the headache and so by having this individual who's dedicated to being involved with the small business community with the incubators 
he lives and breathes the 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 SOP, the standard operating procedure. Mm-hmm. So for him, doing his job is like you and I every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it really, you just need to have the right person dedicated to it. Yeah, well, that's that's uh, good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, just sort of the um, the workforce because I know mm-hmm. you have been active in the Chamber of Commerce uh, workforce uh, development. Uh, uh, efforts, but what? How would you characterize the sort of the condition, for lack of better words, of Columbia and Boone County's workforce? Well, the best gauge for me is our own unemployment yeah. rate and what we hear from our our customers and uh, our our clients. And so, it seems that it's gotten better here in the I'm going to say the past ninety days or so. Mm-hmm. We've we've run what well, were three hundred people and we're running about thirty openings. Mm. Which is not a lot. I mean some of the bigger companies around town have ten times that amount. Yep. But we can never get underneath that and there was always a turnover. Mm-hmm. Um but now we're much lower than that. We're like less than ten. Yeah. And we're in the in the types of candidates we're seeing are 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 different too. Still ones that maybe would have a, a career path. Hmm. We haven't done anything different, Fred. They're they're just there. So I don't know what's what's flipped the the, the coin there. Uh, maybe it's the the in, increased costs and and there's more um, people in the workforce than there has been. Yeah. Um, but we've increased our wages because we were kind of lagging. Every, I yeah. mean that's that's been the arms race is is wages. We have some really good companies in in this this community that can pay some pretty good wages, so we compete with them. Um, but for our, for us right now, but I think, I know there are sectors within, in, 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 in technical types of jobs that there's still a deficiency. Yeah. Tell us about the chamber's efforts right now in workforce development. I know you served on that committee for uh-huh. some time. Uh, what, what, what is the chamber doing right now to sort of help with the issue? Well, Matt McCormick, um, <coughs> did a leadership, um, trip to uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama mm-hmm. a couple of years ago and I happened to that's happened to be on there and they took a regional approach to workforce especially as it works to technical sorts of jobs mm-hmm. um, non four year degree jobs and uh, Matt brought that back and, and put together a group of uh, individuals in the community about how we can address workforce and mm-hmm. hired from some room from the state and did a survey and um, and we're in the same situation as them, um, as Tuscaloosa was in that there, there's just not enough of those technical non-degree people or abilities for them to, uh, to have a, a career. And yeah. so with this group is we really focus on having educators, educators, um, move students as a possible career track. Mm-hmm. That's Ed Scavone, the president of Central Bank of Boone County. When we come back, we'll talk more about what the immediate future looks like uh, for uh, Boone County and Columbia and uh, some advice he would give as the president of the bank to someone who is contemplating uh, perhaps starting a new business here in Columbia. All of that and more coming up on the CEO Roundtable. You're listening to 93.9 The Eagle. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. We are visiting with Ed Scavone, who is the... uh, 
president of Central Bank of Boone County, uh, our largest local bank here. And uh, so how many branches uh, do we have in Boone County for Central Bank? So we have Columbia pretty well covered, um, all parts of the city. We have a branch in Ashland, which Mm -hmm. is a growing community. We have one in Booneville. We have two locations in Booneville. We have one in Sturgeon, which is a small town, but the Amish community there. If if you want to see a a horse and buggy in a drive-thru, come to Sturgeon. We have them there. We have one in Hallsville. We have one in Centralia. Okay, so you you do have it covered. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about uh, just... uh, before we get into your advice that you would give a small business owner, but but as we as we look at those surrounding communities, um, and I think we don't really give a whole lot of attention to what's happening in Centray or what's happening in in Hartsburg or or Hallsville or Harrisburg, uh, but the truth of the matter is those small bedroom communities to Columbia play a huge role in sort of uh, our local economy. Talk a little bit about that. Well, certainly this. Columbia's the hub, and we have a big presence here, but we have a bank in each one of these smaller mm-hmm. communities. And we see, particularly in Ashland, Boonville, Hallsville, Centralia, quite a bit of growth. And some of the uh, the housing issues we talked about and cost of land and cost of living is an, enough difference between Columbia and those markets where that, that commute's not so bad. And yeah. if you live in South Columbia and you work downtown, it's not much shorter than driving from Ashland to downtown now, yeah. just the way the roads That's are. That's right. And so, you know, Ashland um, has seen a lot of growth. And, you know, I maybe not in my career, but, you know, I see it like Nixa to Springfield. Yeah. And between us and Jefferson City, and you're seeing with the, the Rankin School that I know you are a, a, a big part of making that happen that's just the, the tip of the iceberg of what's going to happen down there i believe over the over the coming years in the airport growth mm-hmm. um and and we want to be part of that we yeah. we want to um be the leaders in those in those areas and help grow those communities and businesses um boonville has added that kawasaki plant yeah um you know stacy button at ready has done a great job they've got a, a program now called ready on the road mm-hmm. and they're taking the the ready leaders the board members and others to they did one uh, a visit to ashland but they're going to these other communities because some of the sites uh to attract companies may not be located in columbia proper but they might be some land in centralia yeah. and hallsville in in the infrastructure supports that yeah um and so i think um, that regional approach to economic uh, development is probably what Columbia's going to look like in the future. We also have a mortgage operation in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. And when we go up there, we find that there's five counties that work together as one, all their to, to attract customers and, and bring in a Google or an Amazon. And it's, it's going to be hard for us to compete as a sole county if we're not bringing everybody together and by having these smaller communities working together uh with workforce and having the land development in the in the schools yeah are are an attraction um you know there's a lot of you know mexico is not growing much and a lot of their people move into centralian wholesale Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that sometimes we lose sight of the fact that what's good for Hallsville or Harrisburg or Mexico, Missouri or mm-hmm. Fulton, Missouri 
is good for Columbia, Missouri. And, right. you know, and it's really uh, the more that we can be done to in sort of enhance the quality of life in those communities. But also just, you know, I, I remember that, uh, many years ago, 20 years ago, there was sort of a big kerfuffle over the, the fact that Dollar General was trying to decide between Boone County and Callaway County. Right. Well, I would I would probably venture to guess that Boone County has has benefited just as much almost as much from Dollar General locating in in Callaway County as as uh as Callaway County has. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's just I think that we have to have that more of a of a regional perspective. We certainly saw it for the last 20 years under Jim Anderson's leadership down in Springfield, Missouri, where you had, you know, 17 communities all going to the legislature with one voice. Right. And I think that a lot of politicians will say, "Well, I, you know, I would rather, you know, spend 5 million dollars here and make you know, 17 communities happy versus spending one million and making one community happy. Right. So it's, um, you know, there's, there's strength in numbers. And I think that maybe we lose sight of that. And I tell you what, you drive around Hallsville, you drive around Ash, and, and the number of home starts is literally shocking. We do as many, uh, subdivision loans in those communities as we do in Columbia proper. Yeah. It's really, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. something. And, and I think we all know that it's a lot easier to build those homes in, in, uh, in places like, uh, Hallsville and Ashland mm-hmm. and so forth. So, um, I want to talk about uh, just if a small business owner were to come to you uh, today and say, here's what I'm thinking about doing. I'm expanding my business. I want to start a business. And I know that it depends on the category, but what, what are your what are the sage uh, words of wisdom that you would be giving them today? <laughs> you know, Columbia has a lot of it used to be in the old days that the first resource for someone wanting to do this, let's go to the bank and see if we get yeah, a loan. Yeah. Um, we've come a long way from that, and it's not the the banks play a part of that, uh, w- which we always have. But the community has really stepped up its game there. Mm-hmm. You, you think about Ready's Incubator University has entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. um, the Small Women's Business Center, um, Score. There's just a lot of resources now to give uh, a potential business uh, owner the best likelihood of being successful. Mm-hmm. There, there are there are individuals in town that can raise capital for you now and that you know and you can do it on the internet through crowdsourcing and things like that so there's so many more variables out there just you can uh take class on how to market and things like that so um i would say for an individual um understand what the resources are if you don't know come to the bank we'll direct you there Mm -hmm. um and and they will help you get the information to decide if you're going to move forward, how you should move forward. Um, certainly, the, the, a bank would pay a play a part in that, but also an attorney or an accountant, those sorts of individuals. I think the community as is about as welcoming to um, small businesses ever had. I, I I like to think of uh, an, an individual here, um, which you may know, Shelley Lafada with uh, Pasta oh, yeah. Lafada. So yeah. she just started selling her product at the farmers market. Yeah. And now she has a location um, in the old Diggs Meat yeah. Packing yeah. And, and has a, a store. And I don't know how many employees. She's got 30 well, employees. Yeah, and, we went in on Saturday, and mm-hmm. there were seven or eight people working at that one time. And I said, wow, how does she do this? You know, right. And, but it's, it's grown into a, a, a respectable business. Right. And there's, and there's a lot of other mm-hmm. um, sorts of um, opportunities like that. What's, what's unique is um, what's... We focus on a lot of those sorts of restaurants, retail, but there's a lot of businesses that start that are tech based. Mm-hmm. And if I said there was a deficiency, at least from from my knowledge, is how to how to finance those 
sorts of intellectual uh, property type companies. Yeah. And it's not a criticism. It's, it's just something we haven't done a lot of, but we're trying to get better at it. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of that in an internet business or uh, um, something that it's virtual where there's no bricks and mortar office space. Um, we can get better at that as a, as a financer, the bank, but I know there's other resources in the community to help those sorts of yeah. uh, companies. It can be done, and, and it didn't, unfortunately, it didn't make any of the local newspapers or, 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 or media sources, but, you know, the, the big business story of the week this week is that uh, there's a small startup company here in Columbia called Patient, and they just yeah. received $40 million mm-hmm. in, in startup, you know, in uh, venture capital, and you know, and it can be done. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people would say, a lot of people told Brian Worley when he was starting that company, hey, uh, you're never going to be able to do this in Missouri. You know, if you want to come out to one of the coast, we'll, we'll help you. But, right. but it's just impossible for you to do it in Columbia, Missouri. Well, here's a guy that is proving everybody wrong. He had a great business concept and, uh, and received $40 million in funding to really grow his business. And, and the sky's the limit now, you know, so. Well, an equipment share. Started yeah, that no way question. too with an no SBA question. loan, yep. and um, those 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 the Schlacks uh, brothers have mm-hmm. had a great concept, and were able to monetize it. And it, it look what look what's done for the company or the community. Yeah, it uh, it makes a, a great uh, big difference. That's that's for sure. Um, I wanted to ask you about Seattle because um, uh, we had invited you to be our guest at the last CEO roundtable, and and uh, thanks for uh, all the wonderful airlines. Uh, you you weren't able to join us, but um, you travel out to Seattle um, uh-huh. uh, once, at least once a year. Once a year, yeah. Right. Um, tell me about how many years you've been going into Seattle. Well, uh, when I was in the Navas Station in the okay. San Juan Island, okay. San Juan Islands, Whidbey Island, Washington, yeah, fell in love with it, and so we go up there every year uh, for vacation. So probably at least we've been back at least every year for the last ten years or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm curious. We've had a lot of talk about sort of. Um, sort of some of the social needs in our community. And I, I'm not going to drag you into this mm-hmm. battle, but I just wanted to, um, has Seattle changed as much as people say it has? Uh, you, you get the impression that, uh, it's not safe to be in downtown Seattle, that the, uh, the number of, of, of people who are homeless because of substance abuse problems or mental illness, uh, just basically have taken over the streets. What, what is your observation as someone who has sort of watched Seattle over the last 10 years? Well, when we go up there, we fly in the Seattle-Tacoma Airport, yep. which, which is south of Seattle. Yep. We generally don't even go into the city. Okay. We, we drive through it uh, for some of the reasons you talked about. We go up to the more rural areas closer to the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but we'll, we usually spend a day there. Um, you know, Seattle's a very high cost of living mm-hmm. area. I mean, because of the high tech jobs and companies. So there's a big disparity, in my opinion, between what a working person and anybody else and so where else are these people going to go yeah so um if when you drive from seattle SeaTac north you go along highway i-5 and you see um encampments all along the highway under every overpass yeah all the way until you get north of seattle and mm-hmm. and even the locals don't um like to <coughs> get out night over there yeah i just wondered if you know i wanted to talk to someone who'd been there in the last couple years it's Mm -hmm. been several years since i've been and and i just uh was curious about that um when you look at sort of the the future of columbia the columbia economy what are you most excited about you know 
Everyone's worried about Columbia slowing down. I yeah. just don't. I think it's just accelerating. Yeah. We were talking um, ten years ago. Our 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 bank reached a billion dollars. Now we're three. You know, three. Um, I think because of some of the, and the university plays a lot in this. We bring this, all this talent to this town. It's a great place to live, and you get these people going to the university. These young people who create, want to stay here and. Um, m- make these companies and make it a great uh, economic uh, place to be. I'm just real excited about it. I think continue, Columbia will continue, continue to grow. I think I 70 is a bit of a kind of a blocked artery, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for commerce, I think at some point we're going to have to address access to Columbia is, going, is tougher mm-hmm. for, for the roads because I think that will slow us down. Workforce will slow us down, but I don't think there's going to be any shortage of opportunity, all things being equal here. I'm yeah. pretty excited about yeah. it. Yeah, I think we have to find a way to make Columbia a more attractive community for uh, for entrepreneurs and for people coming from the coast, and, and uh, we may have to sort of polish things up a bit and, and maybe uh, try to be a bit more cosmopolitan when it comes to uh, uh, opportunities for entertainment and so forth right. like that, but it's uh, uh, but we got a lot of good things going for us. I agree. So, yeah, I'm very absolutely. optimistic. That's Ed Scavone, president of Central Bank of Boone County. Ed, thank you for joining us. Uh, Thanks, great Fred. To catch up with you. Uh, this is Fred Perry. I'll see you next weekend with another edition of the CEO Roundtable. You've been listening to 93.9 The Eagle. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love.